Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. So mature. Lifts up eight Oh yeah. Okay. Wardrobe change. This is a Christian channel, so. Uh, for, the, uh, for our audience, could you do that one more time, please? <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried for you guys. I really did. Don't say I didn't do nothing for you. See what happened was I've had sleep. <laughs> I took an RSO cap last night. No. Is Tomorrow? this recording? Yes. Okay. No, I want to touch. Can I please touch? Tencent is key. <laughs> Are we starting? Or are those just your papers? I'm gonna read these. Okay. You don't cheat. All right, let's go. No cheating. So welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. So you can oh my! I want to have papers. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. Okay, it's been a long 2021. Mine are just for show. <laughs> so this, you know, I saw a couple other podcasts doing this, and I really liked it. Um, it's a trend. It's a trend. It's also something that we just do naturally where we talk about what we've seen in like Facebook feeds and Reddit feeds and whatever. And we're like, did you see them? I feel like I do that so much on this podcast too. And I'm like, I don't know. I, people are going to be like, what groups, CJ? What poly groups are you in? I don't know. We're in a lot of them. Quite a few actually. Yeah. We're always <laughs> like, are you in this one? We're like, I don't, maybe. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I'll send you a screenshot. But are you in this one? If not, invite. <laughs> you should see this. Yeah. So I pulled some things off, Reddit, Facebook, whatever. Um, it's going to be a mix of poly and BDSM. So Ooh, some are yes. pink, some are poly. And these are people asking for advice. So we're going to have limited information, but mm. we're going to speak on, and I really only pulled and didn't really do a lot of deep diving into these. So I read them, but I really didn't sit and think about them, mostly because it was like 1030 last night and I was fucking tired. Mm -hmm. Um... We're going to give the advice that we would give mm -hmm. just if we were talking to maybe one of us mm -hmm. or someone sitting in front of us. Um, Listen, you know us, you love us, you know what we do. We are opinionated. That's the damn truth. Smart. Beautiful. Some days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to do what we do best. And we're going be to advise. And be opinionated. <laughs> you get to listen to our opinions. Thanks Thank for listening. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to read them. We'll talk on them. And, you know, if you disagree, tell us why. Yeah. I mean, I think what, and we'll, I we might even more. talk about it in another podcast. We'll mm -hmm. play your disagreement, play your disagreement. Um, or we'll print it and read it. There you yeah. go. You know, or you can send us a voice memo, voice memo. We accept voice, voice memos fish. and voice memos. So, um, I wish I feel like maybe I, I really wish that you guys would get a uh, cash in on that a little bit more because I think that a lot of people are worried about anonymity. Is that the word? Anonymity. Wow. Anonymity. Anonymous. Anonymous. Anonymity. Anonymity. 
Say it again. Sorry. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> I don't even know if I said. Anyway, this allows you we to be anonymous. We won't say your name. A voice memo is anonymous. Yeah. Just so, like reading these, I'm not going to read the names of who did mm -hmm, it or who yeah. said it. Some of these actually are anonymous. Yeah. Because um, most of the groups, mm -hmm. you can do anonymous posts. So. Mm -hmm. And we are, we have a pretty active community on our Facebook. Um, I think we may have just recently, I, I, last time I checked, we were at 953. Yeah, I think members. we're closing on 1,000 members. Yeah, I'm stoked about that. We have lunches now. We do have meats, munchy meats. I don't know when this one's going to drop, munchy but our next, <laughs> we do them once a month. Our next mm -hmm. one's December 10th. The one after that will probably be second week of January. So mm -hmm. if you want an invite or want to see the RSVP, it's in our Facebook group. I'll drop a link on our Insta. I'm about to start Twitter. God help me. I, I didn't I'm tell not, you about that, but I'm going right, to start You Twitter. were right not to. I don't even know how to do the tweets. I exclusively tweet as if no one's reading my tweets. So, you know, you don't even know Buckle I have a Twitter. Up. So. Buckle up. That's how I'm going to fafu. I'm going to fuck around and find out. Mm. So this could be fun. Imagine some people say fafo. I don't like it. <laughs> no. So first one, this is a non-monogamous uh, one. So mm -hmm. I'm going to read them from there. I'm not really sure the beginning, so I'm going to skip that. Um, um, that's like a spiritual way of saying good morning. Uh, grand rising. Just say fucking good morning. Okay, it's fine. Grand rising. Um, my boyfriend and I are pursuing this woman, but she friend zoned us. So I stepped back and was on friend type level with her. I thought we were all fine. I find out a week later by hand they had sex. She didn't want him to tell me because she's afraid I will change my behavior towards her. Am I angry they had sex? Yes, because I'm in the unknown. Am I wrong to feel angry? Am I wrong to feel the way I do? I'm basically the blind of things. Mm -hmm. One big thing jumps out for me, but. Yeah, go for it. You wanna go first? Yes. So, I think if I were to respond to this, um, obviously we don't know their boundaries. Mm -hmm. So they could have a boundary of, you know, no intimate relationship without talking first or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, they also, it sounds like we're in a triad, so it could be a closed triad where they only can do things together, which whether or not I agree with that is not a point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't. Um, <laughs> we, we are basically stressing agreements here, you know, yeah. like, first of all, like we would want to review what are the agreements so that we can see where somebody maybe has gone, you know, crossed the line or has not crossed the line. Yeah. That would help us determine whether or not this is something that that person needs to emotionally process, or is that something they need to like communicate yeah. and, you know, talk with everyone about. So sounds like they were in a triad trying to go for a third, mm -hmm. um, don't know their boundaries and agreements. But the big thing that jumps out for me is the notion of being blindsided. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the biggest takeaway for me on this. And that's also been something that with my therapist, I've talked in great detail about. We've mm -hmm. talked about with Jay. We, mm -hmm. I think we've even had conversations about, you know, the worst part about this type of thing is being blindsided. Mm -hmm. That yeah. fear of having the rug pulled out from under you, mm -hmm. especially if you are dealing <clears throat> with someone who has past trauma. Mm -hmm. Um for me, especially right after my assault, that was a huge ass trigger. Like if you blindsided me, I would melt down. Yeah. So I think my response to this person would be, I can't really speak to if it was good, bad, right, wrong, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know your boundaries. Yeah. What I can say is that them feeling blindsided is valid mm -hmm. and that in the future, their communication really needs to focus on how do we not blindside each other? Yeah, it, so it can be pretty simple in a way. Like, start there, start how to not blindside. 
Um, I, I think that you should also clarify that like, you know, you want them to be honest with you even if they think that you might react a certain way. Poorly. Yeah, because it's like, listen, if someone says I ran over your dog, please don't be mad. Like, you're going to have emotions about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't ask somebody not to have emotions about it. And by, like, withholding something because you know how someone's going to react, I would say, well, then, you know, what is in the behavior or in the agreements that's making you think that that person's going to react poorly? Yeah. If it's a person who you actually have been working on agreements with and you're being very open with and you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and they're still reacting that way, that, you know they need to seek support with a therapist or figure themselves, you know, figure what that's about. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's the end of it. That's all I have to say. And, and I'm finished. In scene. Uh, you're not wrong for feeling angry. No. You're, I, I mean, you're not wrong for feeling emotions, period. You're wrong for, I guess, what you do with them if they're not yeah. done well. And maybe, I mean, to be honest, whether or not you want to exist in a triad, that is up to you. That mm -hmm. is not a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like also maybe the triad is not working for you mm -hmm. um, and how it's structured. And there might be some issues to really address before you move further into a triad. Yeah. And it could be tricky, but like... I think like to discover that the relationship dynamic that you're in is not serving you is definitely heavy and it's mm -hmm. hard. Uh, you know, not, just because it seems like it's easy for us to say doesn't mean that we're underestimating that work that would go into that. So yeah, yeah that would, again, reminder to uh, be sure you're strong on your supports, what recharges you, what refreshes you, be taking care of yourself through this as well. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do a be quick. Never mind. she skipped around so I couldn't be oh. on. So this is a BDSM kink. BDSM! I like to be tied up in women's clothes and I feel bad about it. I've got a weird kink, had it for a long time and I really struggle with it. I like to get tied up and I like to be wearing women's clothes. I'm a man. I have a lot of fantasies around this. I try to bring it up with past partners who are interested in exploring it, which I can understand as it's weird. I tried to give it up, but I keep coming back to it. I feel like this is keeping me single. I want a loving relationship. I just have this weird kink advice. Um, I want to say for people who are into kink, really address the shame piece there. Um, I will say that, you know, at all times I'm always referencing that, you know, every group has an extreme worst person representing them and, you know, maybe an extreme best, but a lot of the time, a lot of us fall in the majority. Majority of people who are into BDSM are very accepting very like into kink they're like yeah, yeah. we understand because a lot like even if it's not your kink you understand that having a kink does kind of separate you from the normal mm -hmm. and yeah it does feel weird but that's why the being connected to the community is so important i would recommend like exploring fet life and like groups around yeah. that so you can feel more normalized like i don't think you should feel weird about it but when you are like entering into a mainstream like you know dating range where it's just most you know on my experience is most people in the normal dating apps are usually vanilla so you're kind of like, you know, forming this relationship, getting to know them, and you're keeping that in the bag, like as a secret, because you feel weird about it. Yeah. Whereas like, you should at least have a support system to be like, don't feel weird about that. Um, and then just treat it as like finding who's into it and who's not and not taking it as a personal slight. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, it's just a situation of not my kink. It's not, well, you're a fucking weirdo. Like it's, yeah. you know, I mean, look, we're, you know, freaks kinks and geeks that, that like we we uh, here we kind of thrive on that a little bit you know yeah. like that is our identity that's why we wanted this community to be like hey come here you're not weird you know but these i mean not actually all my, you are weird not but my, it's okay yeah like not all my kinks are super like normalized mm -hmm. um there's some that i haven't talked about here yet um mm -hmm. i don't think it makes me weird i don't see right. them as weird mm -hmm. like that's just my kink um yeah. 
don't, you know, I think a lot of us in the kink community and poly community have been othered for so long and yeah. we're made to feel weird because it's not in societal norms. Like you're not mm -hmm. hearing about this in the Disney fantasy movies and mm -hmm. the books that you read growing up mm -hmm. and the family com you know, it, it's not, there's no normalization of it. So yes, Correct. it's going to feel weird yeah. because it's not normalized, which is why we are doing this mm -hmm. is to normalize it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel way more normal after going on a fet. Like when I go yeah. to fet, I'm like, am oh I even kinky? Oh my god, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm kinky because these are way more intense. Like, yeah. There's some stuff I see and I'm like, oh, ah, no. exactly. Can't do it. Can't do it. Like, and that's not a shaming them. No, 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 no. I mm -hmm. can't do it. No, like yeah. I've seen women have their breasts like nailed to boards and i am happy for them that they enjoy it but i oh. and but there's an example of something like listen if you're a person who likes to have nails driven into you like it. i'm glad there's someone for that you. i'm sure that that feels weird is what i'm trying to say yeah like you know like that that person probably had a long journey as well of finding out where they fit um but are now in a place where they did find that place where they fit and they did find where that was like okay and accepted yeah. and celebrated and fun so uh, the more, once you accept that, that there is a place where you need to put yourself in that place where there is like support, it'll make navigating all other situations yeah. much better. Cause you'll just know like, oh, this isn't the place for it right now. Like I, like a little bit, like I, I carry a pretty big like astrology shame. Cause a lot of people shit on people who are into like, what's your sign blah, blah, blah. and like, I just have to remind myself that I'm like, okay, I'm just not in a space right now where like this is yeah. accepted. Like I don't have to push it, I don't, whatever, but this is just not where I want to put that stuff because that would be treated poorly. So like, yeah, knowing where you can be supported and like just under, as opposed to evaluating as like, this is some, no one's accepting this about me because this is something wrong with me. Evaluate it as like, oh, this is not the place uh, where this can be understood yeah. right now because that person doesn't understand, you know. And just know that, you know, there's, anytime you're stepping out of societal norms, it's just going to feel odd. Yeah. Um, but like the one that for me personally pops into mind is like, I like fisting and the thing that i really struggled with in the beginning was this whole like concept if you're fisted then you're not tight and you have to be super tight and if you're not tight then you're a hot dog down a hallway and you're loose and blah 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 mm -hmm. which the irony is after fisting you're actually hella tight mm -hmm. um but working through that and just being like oh well, what if i'm not tight like what if a guy thinks i'm super loose and it's just like blah 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 like mm -hmm. can i do this is it going to be making me less desirable whatever mm -hmm. um no like fuck that that's stupid yeah so also learn anatomy yeah learn anatomy, learn anatomy things dude. stretch damn it um yeah so now, I, fuck it. You know, you don't like it, that's fine. I like it. Mm -hmm. And if you have a problem with it, okay, well, you don't got to do it. Yep. That's it. You can just not my kink it, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Or not my kink, but your kink is okay. Like, just, it's cool. Yep, exactly. Um. So let's talk about, oh, so this one is kind of a basic one, but I feel like we could both share maybe how we explain Polly. So this person said... How would you explain to a mono about being a poly when they just totally don't get it? I want to, well, I first of all, I want to really caution you with trying to have conversations with people who are really uh, committed to misunderstanding you. To not you. understanding you? Yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of people are really, you know, like uh, what unfortunately a lot of people aren't realizing is that a lot of monog, you know, a monogamous person could have some cheating trauma. 
you know mm -hmm. they maybe like their parents had cheated on each other so like they uh, a lot of times we are not aware of what causes them to have that sort of opinion and it could also be like maybe they wanted to but they convinced themselves they couldn't so like there's so much more there like I, I have stopped trying to change people's opinions I've shifted from trying to change opinions to just trying to make myself understood in spaces that I care about yeah so uh, for me, if I'm with a person who is maybe a friend, who a longtime friend and is truly trying to understand me, I will, I always default to the explanation of friendship. It's easier when I'm talking to someone who's been my friend a long time too, because then they do get it when I say like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I kind of operate in a sense of like all relationships, I treat them with the same, you know, level of intimacy in terms of familiarity and how I like to be around them and things like that. And how I do kind of prefer to create a sense of home in my certain friendships. And a lot of my friends are like, oh yeah, mm -hmm, that makes yeah. sense. Like you do do that, you know? And then, um, I do additionally explain just because I feel like a lot of understanding on, you know, to, you know, having multiple partners is, yeah. Yeah. I do more of the familiar yeah, explanation. Off, but go ahead. Good. Go ahead. Take your coffee too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's the same kind of concept. Mm -hmm. Explaining the familial versus the friend. Like it, it's, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I always just ask people, like my automatic go-to anytime I'm chatting with someone on the dating apps, not Tinder because I take kicked off. Um, which I will forever bring up. Um, <laughs> I will forever be salty. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I always just ask them like, Hey, do you have more than one parent or one more than one cousin, more than one aunt or uncle or brother or sister or child? And odds are you do. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, cool. Why do you have more than one? If you can only love one. Mm -hmm. I'll wait. That's true. I think a lot of people differentiate the fact that those aren't relationships which have sex. I think a lot of people, you know, have that like exclusive. Well, we you know, we're not fucking. Old. We fluid bond. We are in, we are intimate. We make love. Intimate. You know, there's genitalia involved. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, sex. Honestly, for me, that's a cultural training too. That sex yeah. makes something special. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It's it's a cultural like that. Sex is anatomy. Yeah. Sex is a biological response. It is not a necessarily like an emotional response you can have an emotional connection but you don't need one to have sex mm -hmm. i can literally physically have sex with anyone yeah 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 yeah. like yeah. i you literally could have you sex can with yeah yeah you can if you yeah um like i i th and i think i've kind of moved into that zone as well where it's sort of like yeah sex is just an activity like going to a movie or something like that if we're both enjoying it what's the point and i did move from a an idea of like like I like I used to be like oh if I, like I found out a guy was stupid I'd be like oh my god I'm so glad I never fucked him you know as this idea of like why so like <laughs> what would have maybe would have been fun you know yeah. like uh, yeah so I um, I think I'm more worried now that like especially in terms of hooking up with guys that they're kind of seeing it as like oh well maybe you want a relationship now and then we hooked up and I don't really want that and I'm like I don't really want that either no. I mean, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could be totally platonic and hooking up with somebody, you know, so. I did it for nine years, 10 years. Like, it's it can actually happen. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, but honestly, any event can make something special. Mm -hmm. So having sex with someone, you could make that special, but also going to the movies or having a movie night or a Netflix and chill night could also be special. Like That's true. Yeah. It's not so much the activity as the intention behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I evaluate different things special, which are very unique to me. I had somebody just remember a fact about me the other day, and I was really moved by it. So, because like really personal. So, 
not me. No, it wasn't you. You don't remember personal things about me, so. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah. Is it random any other ways that we've explained polyamory? Uh, well, I mean, quick review. We did the just like you have multiple friends type thing, you know? We did the familial love type thing. Um, and then, oh, talk, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I didn't. I was, I was going to say uh, not wanting to change the minds of people who are committed to misunderstanding you. That was mm -hmm. the third one. And then what are you going to say? Um, I also explained in a way of like there's no, like, you don't have a love bank. Yeah. You don't cap like cap out on the amount of love you can give. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you have like a love meter and it's like over here and it's like duh, 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 you've capped. Boop, 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 boop. What like, we do have is an energy meter and a time meter. Yes. You know those are those have limits for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean your love is limited. You know it just means you would be getting yeah. I mean ask those people that have twenty one kids. Yeah, that's not a joke. Like nineteen kids in county and actually have twenty one kids and they somehow love them all. I've been watching this TikToker. It's this woman who has ten kids and she does this like meal prep for ten children. I'm like. I, it becomes one of those satisfying videos. Oh, oh yeah. I can't listen. This is why you should be non-monogamous. You know what? You want to be monogamous in this economy? <laughs> you can't qualify for a home by yourself. Like, no. come on. No. Yeah. Ooh, As a matter of fact, monogamy. We are just applying inflation to monogamy. <laughs> you need more partners. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Was it a good joke, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, this one was interesting. Papers, papers, okay. Papers. Only being allowed to come when he says so. God, is this is this is this is this kink or is this non-monogamy? <laughs> yeah. We did we did know a toxic monogamous couple where one of the uh, the woman tried to count how many times he could come a week. Yes, not this way. So okay, this okay. is more of a kink. Oh thank God. So this is more of a power dynamic. Okay. Okay. Um, that's more of a fucked up dynamic. So I'm very much into orgasm control. From edging to orgasm torture, I know this already exists because I've already seen posts or videos on other platforms like these, but I don't know how it's called. Basically, my boyfriend starts a countdown from 10 to 0 when I'm about to come, and I can only come at 0. Now we've discussed about it, and I expressed I really wanted to try trick my mind. They said in quotes, trick my mind, so that whenever he starts his countdown, I just feel pleasure, even when he's not even touching me, leading to the point where I can even come with just this. How can it go to this state? Do you think some people can't do it at all? Is this something you've ever heard of? Wow. Um, I I guess I've heard this in like a hypnosis context. Yes. Um, you can do it in hypnosis. But I've never heard it any other. I'm intrigued by the idea. And I would like, I would follow that post to see what people posted said. in response. So. Well, I mean, especially as an aspiring dom too. To be like, ooh, if I could enact that. So you can. Um, a lot of times you'll see... You ever have a dude say, come for me, and you weren't ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not a fucking scratch-off. Like, I'm I not, can't... I, it's I'm not too, like when, but... I'm too funny to be in that. Please don't say that to me. Because if you say that, I'll be like, I'm not ready. Oh, I'll make a joke. I'll be like, where's your magic wand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be like, oh! And then I'm out. I'm out of it. You took my mind out of it. I've had one maybe two partners who I've been able to do it a couple times but it's it's not like every time oh my god like I, I must rare. I would be all, like you would just have to understand the, the keys that my body is giving yeah like, they, like I'm already there this is not these are not random hookups these are people that know me deeply mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. know my body's response well enough to know that I'm also already close yeah if I'm three quarters of the way and you start saying that shit then yes that will yeah take me they're there. not saying it like across the room yeah and I'm like Ugh, no like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it's happening for me <laughs> 
really hope. Is that but like but like if that were what you wanted to accomplish, how would you? Um... So you can, like you said, do hypnosis. Um, a lot of times you'll see this described. Hypnodom. In, like... Oh my god, that would be insane. Probably. Um, there's probably like a very it. small subsect. Um, you'll see this like a lot of times in like BDSM literature, erotica, where they're like the guys like come for me, and she does it like that. It's like a waterfall, like however they describe it. So. Wet and gushy. Yeah. Uh, so you can do this. It can be a form of hypnosis. Mm -hmm. It can be a form of training. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone can do it. I would think it's probably more of the exception than the rule. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't expect... This is probably not something I could do. Be open to like some trial and error here. For sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like training anything else. Like you're not mm -hmm. going to go run a half marathon in two days. Yeah. If you've never ran before. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you would die. Exactly. Exactly. So. You work up to it. That's too much pressure. I mean, to be fair, it sounds like you're already putting in the right work is doing that in the sexual context. So it almost becomes like a Pavlov's dog situation. It's just the conditioning. It's, just, it's a conditioning. But so here's the caveat. You are conditioned potentially to one person. Okay. So if you've conditioned yourself to only do this with one person and only to be able to come on a countdown, what's going to happen if you hook up with someone else and that doesn't have the same voice and they don't know the countdown and you don't respond to someone else's voice? One of you could cry. <laughs> oh, is that hypothetical? Because <laughs> <laughs> think about it. If you're conditioned to only hear one person's voice do that countdown and that's mm -hmm. the only way you come... Yeah, be aware of those factors. You now have to figure out how to uncondition yourself. Um, and that could take anywhere from days to months. What do you mean uncondition yourself? So learning to come again without his, that person's voice. So in this case, his mm -hmm. voice. You are conditioned to his voice, his countdown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so now you can't come any other way. Yeah. Wow. That would be awkward to find out later. Calling your ex. Hey, so... Hi, just you get like the little earbud. You know, you're like, don't worry about it. I'm don't just... worry about it. Sorry, I'm into sensational playing. Yeah, can my you ears. calm down, <laughs> Mind your business. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind is that you are going to condition yourself and might need some unconditioning if something happens. Um, especially if you're poly or not monog, like we are. That would be so bad. That would be so awkward. Hey, yeah, we can fuck, but um, my other partner's gonna have to be like, he's gonna have to put his lips under the door so he can do the countdown for me. Uh, and then the keyhole. Just give three taps when you're ready for it. <laughs> Wait, do you start from 10? They didn't say. They okay. said 10 to 0. That's a long countdown. Some, some, I would get, some of us I would get take annoyed. a little bit longer, okay? I'd be like, I'm too far. Well, they do, they do edging, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I do like edging sometimes until I get annoyed. And now you get a countdown. Second laugh. I would probably make jokes if they counted down. I would be like, that's a launch. No one's ever counted <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> you ever the ship blew up. Too many you, ever, you ever go to the, uh, the the Kennedy Space Center and you're, you're like, yeah. in the room. Okay. I'd be like, where are the seats at the movie theater? I'm like, rumbly. Yeah. When I've done this, it's they just said, come for me or something like that. It wasn't a countdown. I would make way too many jokes if you gave me 10 seconds. There would be too much time. I'd do it too fast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Yeah, I'd be like, shoo. Oh, pleasure dome, so. I'd be like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 7, 8, 7, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8
or very serious. <laughs> so don't, so so um condition. Then you have like a little NASA man just. <laughs> you turn off my lights, glow in the dark stars. <laughs> light show laser show suddenly we've inflicted our own trauma <laughs> we made a new thing to be traumatized by welcome don't you all want to go out with us it's so much fun we're fun we're so fun they like us yeah we're like a ball they're probably like get away like i kind of hate you guys a little bit <laughs> um oh okay so this one i pulled because it's kind of relatable ish so not sure what that is. Um, just wondering if someone managed to fix this issue for themselves. So I'm in an open relationship. Our agreement is that we are only seeing other people if we are away from each other, which we are for long periods of time. This is an arrangement that suits both of us, but dot, dot, dot. Well, which means it doesn't. Um, I've got a feeling it makes me a perv's target. I've got the feeling guys see me as someone you can fuck without any engagement and as a result, I often feel unsafe in social situations. I've been a victim of abuse before. I want to say I had a boyfriend. I used to say I had a boyfriend, but if I do start seeing someone else, the word gets out and there's like five other drooling dogs that will inevitably be around. How do you deal with that idea that others might have the open relationship means engagement free fuck machine? I have a few thoughts on this one. Okay, go. So, is this something that you experienced, April? Yes. Um, in a different way, yes. Okay. Yeah, part of it, but not the other part. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, the I, first part, bad. not so much. The second part, I literally just wrote something about um, to a guy on FetLife who was messaging me, mm -hmm. and he wrote something. He was like, "Hey, this is not me trying to put a slick move on you. Like, I'm, I'm just like." It's just a reference. Mm -hmm. And I wrote back to him and I was like, don't worry. If I thought you were treating me disrespectfully like a walking sex doll like most, I would hand you your ass. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Yeah, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is being treated like a walking, talking, fucking sex doll. Yeah, I mean, and uh, in our case, you know, kink, BDSM, poly podcasters, like a lot of people do think it's like, oh, yeah. I just got to schedule. I would like to schedule a session with you. It's like, what? <laughs> Like, just because we are putting ourselves out there like this doesn't mean that we want to be approached differently or yeah. that you're allowed to approach us differently. Oh, like, that's your toy. Yeah. And you're not going to, you're probably not going to get what you think you're going to get with that approach. Like, I think what a lot of people don't understand, God, and I may be speaking to creators here, but the dynamic of like creator and audience, it's like almost much harder to get close to us just because we are aware that you have an idea of us based on how we're presented on the videos. Yeah. So, um, sure, we know what we're talking about. Like, we do have experience, things like that, but like, you know, we're not just one-on-one uh, -on -one entertainment when you like hit us up and we're not just here for like you to get a session or things like that. Like, I like the message I got this morning. I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, like, was that, oh, that, that was last night. That was this morning. Wow, y'all are up early. <laughs> y'all are some early birdies. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first part of this, though, I will speak on that. So no matter what type of nominog you are, you're going to get people who don't respect you. Yeah. Especially as a woman. Unfortunately, yeah. What I That's will say is your arrangement, I think, does lend to it a little bit more. Um, so I'm hearing conflicting things where they have an arrangement where they can only um, see people when their other person's out of town. Okay. So first, that's not going to lead to long-term relationships. 
Okay. Someone's going to go into that knowing that this is more of a transaction. This is more of a, I'm replaceable or I will be put away or put to the side when this okay. person comes back. Okay. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes. It feels more transactional. Mm -hmm. If someone came to me with these terms, I would absolutely treat it more transactional where I know that I am not getting deeply committed or attached to this person because their other person's going to come home and I'm getting shelved for mm -hmm. however long that looks. It could be days, weeks, months, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talking about engagement free fuck machine, I mean, I don't think anyone should treat you like that, but if someone came to me with these terms, mm -hmm. I would be a little bit more distanced mm -hmm. because the terms are not set up to be that close. Yeah, I mean, I, and I really want to be sure that we're differentiating here between like, uh, you're asking for that versus, you know, you're not creating a situation where you can encourage more like closeness. Yeah. Like, this isn't to say that like, you deserve every creep that says you're a slut. You know, like, I'm not trying to no. say that you deserve mistreatment or like misbehavior or anything like that. Um, but and I think that you should approach this conversation by first understanding that there are going to be a lot of skeevy gross dudes out there. Like, that doesn't mean, you or know, women or, or women, gross you know, too. Uh, skeevy gross people who do want to engage in just transactional emotionless sex, you know. Um, and if that's not what you're looking for, you do have to be a little bit more clear on that. And I would say even though your uh, arrangement here is very specific, you need to be open about it and you need to have your general like way of assessing whether or not a person is good for you. If you tell a person, hey, I'm in an open relationship, I'm looking to make friends in between that. I don't know. Sorry. I mean, like I, I wouldn't want to be this friends. This would be hard. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this. I wouldn't put myself in this situation because you're asking me to emotionally invest in you. And then like April was saying, like, you know, totally shut me out and treat me like we don't exist or yeah. what when you guys are together. Um, and even as a friend, I don't like that at all. Yeah. So like, and then if you're saying like, oh, well, I want to have sex just when my person's not here but when they are here we act as a monogamous couple and we can't have sex and i don't know like for me it's just like you don't that wouldn't work that's a little bit dragging me into a drama that yeah it doesn't work for me you know so um I, you know if that is how you want to continue that relationship dynamic where you're in an open relationship and you guys only fuck around when the other's out of town just understand that a lot of people aren't going to be open to like really getting involved with that and the yeah. only people that you will find are skeevy uh people who are going to look at you like a engagement free sex machine maybe you need to move more to a swinging dynamic mm -hmm. or something along those lines mm -hmm. um where you don't have constant i mean unfortunately i think sometimes it is just recognizing the boundaries and limits that you set up for yourself and mm -hmm. what that is going to look like relationship wise yeah true so you know like i understand getting into kink was going to invite a lot of uh, skeevy people into my dms you know, but I also figure that I'm worth exploring what could be very pleasurable and deeply understanding. Yeah, and I've gotten really good at insulting people via instant message and making them feel like shit because I will hinge <laughs> your ass. <laughs> so I think we have time for at least one more. Okay. Um, so this is BDSM related. BDSM. So this one's titled Dom Ignoring Me After a Scene. Um, this one's interesting and yeah. long. So my partner woke me up, stroking the inside of my thighs, and it led to a forced scene. Oh. I really enjoyed everything, but at one point he pressed a pillow against my face, and when I started to panic, I was intending to tap on the wall because I couldn't say my safe word, non-audible, and accidentally slammed it really hard on the first tap. 
Split second after this, he pulls out of me, gets off the bed, and stares at me angrily for about 30 seconds before leaving the room. When he comes back from what I later found out was a shower, I, filled with anxiety from his behavior, still ask if he's okay. He simply responds with a cold good night, turns his back, and goes to sleep. In the morning, he tells me I had scratched him and in my panic, twisted his dick in a weird way, which hurt, and that's why he got angry. When discussing this, I tell him I felt hurt, let down, and not cared for because he didn't check on me, that I have never felt that much hatred from him. He claims that 30 seconds of looking at me and the fact that I checked on him was enough to tell him I was okay. He says it's not his fault, his behavior makes him anxious, and that I only see my side. I really want to solve this. Is there anyone who could explain his side? Because I don't see how his behavior could be any okay. Could be okay in any way towards anyone. Um, it's uh, too long to read. It just sums up everything she just Yeah. Said. So. Okay. Um, Hugh, I have several I have problems. Yeah. I have several issues with this in an almost truly not fun way. I will say, so one assumption we're not going to make, because it's easy to make when you hear foreseen that uh, maybe she didn't have a say in it or it was non-consensual. Mm -hmm. We don't want to necessarily assume that. They could have already agreed that CNC at night is okay. That could be something they already consented to. Mm -hmm. And she might not have just said it. Because um, CNC is very common in dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the only thing I'm going to say I will not speak on is the foreseen part. That could have just been a bad wording. I don't want to go down like the rape or non-consent rabbit hole here. Mm -hmm. Um, but outside of that, I still have a lot of issues with this whole situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's just dive right in. What's your, what was your first, like... Mine was, my first one was the fourth scene. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. And that's... Uh, I get why that is triggering for so many. That is also triggering for myself. The first mm -hmm. time I read this, I went... Oh. Mm -hmm. But keeping in mind, CNC is consensual as long as it's been negotiated mm -hmm. and I am I'm just not sure and we can't ask her so I don't want to put those words because those are very big words to put in someone's mouth mm -hmm. uh, I will say this if you didn't consent to it it wasn't okay right so that's the kind of key difference there if she had not negotiated this then this is absolutely not okay yeah but if it was negotiated and they have an understanding and CNC is their thing that mm -hmm. is fine yeah um my problem with this one of my big problems with this is his reaction mm -hmm. to her panic about having the pillow on her face. Yeah. And him making it about him. Yes. Yes. And as a dominant. I think this is just a gross misuse of the dominant role. Yeah. Um, one, no aftercare. Yeah. Two, I understand that even if she did twist your dick, I'm trying to even figure out how, like... here the, And that, that for me is very, like, you know, I, I, I unfortunately am entering into this hypothetical having experience with people who, in order to relieve themselves of the responsibility of what had gone wrong, will make you wrong. Yeah. So, uh, sure, maybe some alien move of dick twisting had happened in what is a missionary position i'm guessing if a pillow is being yeah. put on your face and you're just trying to hit a wall uh i'm not sure where a twisting is happening um and it does um, i would say it reads a little bit as somebody who got pulled out of the scene it, it almost seemed like maybe two the both of you needed 
care in that moment. Yeah. Dom care and sub care. And you kind of couldn't, you know, come together. I, I will say speaking on a, a Dom perspective, I understand it's hard to, I guess, understand the difference between like allowing yourself to be wrong versus trying to maintain this position of like, no, I'm, I, I still want you to see me as a trustworthy partner. So I'm going to pretend I know exactly what happened and yeah. things like that. Um, I, I just feel like it's this, that type of uh, power exchange. I think it's hard to like, you both kind of abandon it in a way that was more hurtful than helpful, I think. Like, the leaving of the scene like that is very, like, you know, how I, me in that situation, how do I walk away from it thinking, like, oh, I was wrong for initiating my safe word. I was wrong because initiating my boundaries hurt you. You know, yeah, like, that that kind of stuff. Who is talking about that? Who's helping you through that? That's, that's my biggest problem with this is that things can go wrong, mm -hmm. whether you're seeming or just having sex, period. Like, mm -hmm. come on. I don't, if you've had sex for any amount of time, you're going to have those moments where you land wrong. Mm -hmm. It slips out and you bend it. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. goes like you, or you do that, or you get a crank. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. that's sex. It's it's a physical activity. Shit goes wrong. Mm -hmm. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, there was one time I literally thought I broke Jay's dick. Like, I was like, oh my God, it's broken half. Like, and he didn't get mad at me because it that is the nature of a sport. Yeah, there is a big difference between like a person like almost making it like, oh, this is your fault. Yes. Like versus like, oh, no, it's okay. No, it's just because I just need a second, you know, like that kind of thing. Yes. Like that energy is very different. And she also mentioned, um, oh, wait, it wasn't this one. I was thinking of another one. So the whole like panic thing, um, that also is kind of triggery for me. Mm -hmm. So... A good dominant and honestly a good partner if you know your partner well enough um when they do start to get pulled out of the space you can tell like i had a trigger with jay maybe three or four weeks ago and i could tell when he could tell that i was starting to be triggered mm -hmm. like i could tell he was watching me differently even though we were still having sex and still doing the scene mm -hmm. he was watching me differently mm -hmm. and after the scene he knew it like I even told him like, Hey, I know I was off. And he was like, yes. Like what's like he, yeah. If you know someone well enough and you're also going to be concerned. So I knew he was also watching me to see if I was going to spiral or panic because if I did, he was going to stop mm -hmm. because it's not about him. It's about my safety. Yeah. Especially if you're being smothered. Yeah. That like, I guess to me, there was so much power in that person's hands for them to immediately like have that drop like that. And then I guess that that part where it's like, oh, and then he just said goodnight and then like yeah. ended the interaction. It's very like, if you need to have a, an evening to process what's been happening, say it. Yeah. Don't fucking do that shit. Don't do the cold shoulder. Yeah. That, uh, no. that, that, that for me is where it becomes that misuse of power. Well, and, and the whole, like, you're now making it not a safe space in yes. the future if yes. this happens again exactly. to address that. Exactly. And as the dom, you're supposed to be able to take care. Yes. So you are. It is a power dynamic. Yes. And while the sub does have the power, um, the dom absolutely affects how she feels safe using that power and her own safety. Yeah. And I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, it just feels in terms of safety, there is an imbalance in this specific situation. Yeah. Like that person was being smothered. This is like breath play at that point now. Can they breathe or not? And to be, you know, that lost in the scene of like, I'm not even paying attention to if my partner is okay. Mm -hmm. And then like, oh, and now I like am 
having to pull myself out and I have to do whatever yeah. and stare at you for 30 seconds and what's the most like, vulnerable shaming stare probably I, I can't I can't imagine a situation where I'm walking away from that feeling okay by any means even as a sub like if I think I've hurt Jay I automatically like freeze yeah like I'm I'm my go-to is or any of my partners are you okay do yeah. we need to stop what like yeah I, I, I just break you like are you whoa. someone who's experienced at kink and bdsm understands that there's that level of like this could be t this could have a negative emotional response yeah. that could affect this long term like what you know we were just talking or i guess like maybe, maybe it was another episode but like where you know there are people getting into real like knife play like nailing titties to boards like that kind of stuff is Last very episode. intense you know so to kind of have this like oh well you know that didn't work and now i'm just gonna walk away from it like yeah. i think is very irresponsible and not okay and also knowing if you're going to have something like cnc especially coupled with breath play there absolutely should be check-ins or non-audible ways um for that person to indicate if they're not okay mm -hmm. i mean yeah. if she couldn't have he literally could have smothered her by accident i'm not saying he's trying to kill her but he could have accidentally smothered her yeah exactly that's why it's kind of, for me it almost felt like there was too much of a focus of like what am i not, I not understanding with my partner mm -hmm. um i don't think there was anything that you weren't understanding my friend i think that you had a response to being smothered which is natural yeah. like a lot of like a lot of the times we're not and it, we aren't asking our bodies to react that way. Our bodies are just reacting that way because we are doing something that could be your body's evaluating as dangerous. Mm -hmm. And when I hear you say that you accidentally hit the wall too hard, I'm almost being like, yeah, I wonder if your body was saying like, hey, I need a more immediate I need release I need air. from here. So yeah, in your mind, and this is why we talk so much about like subspace and like things that alter where your head is at. Uh, yeah, your body was responding for with what you needed is how I feel about that. Air. Um, and uh, maybe in your mind you have a much higher pain tolerance or air tolerance, absence of air tolerance, if you will. Uh, and like I commend you for seeking to understand what you may not understand, but just to let you know in this situation, you I think you handled yourself correctly. Yeah. Um, I I personally feel like there was more responsibility on the dom in this situation. Um, and I'm not trying to say doms don't have dom drop or doms don't need aftercare. Um, I just feel that there maybe should be more things in place here, you know, like more agreements in terms of like, hey, if we have something like this happen again, do we have the space to check in? Because I'd really like to yeah. check in, you know, having like, some more compassion. Yeah. Is, is it is it possible for you to not ever cut me out like that and then say good night? and just shut the whole situation down it's almost like okay when i was uh when i was uh in college i got into a car accident and the first thing uh that i did was my parents asked me to go to the grocery store they gave me the keys to their car and they said go to the grocery store and the reason why they did that was it because they didn't want me to develop a fear of driving um, okay you know mm -hmm. so that idea of like yeah there's a response that handles a development of a fear yeah. you know and i think those kind of things are important not saying okay we jumped right back into the scene i put the pillow right back over your head yeah. you know no, no 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 but this idea of like we need to address it you can't yeah. just shut it off and then give that whole evening like i'm sure you were anxious that whole night did you even sleep you know i wouldn't have been able to sleep mm -mm. i would have done self self care oh, i would have been so mad after care oh my god so punched mad. you <laughs> no i mean like oh you want to smother me i'm gonna smother you back no yeah <laughs> how do you like it no, yeah saying. i mean it's yeah no this would not have mm -mm. Um, and the fact that you're even having to ask outside people to tell you if you're being gaslit basically tells you that you're probably being gaslit. I do want to say very proud of you for reaching out to somebody. I think that it hurts us more to keep these things to ourselves. I don't know if you can hear that. It's covering my mouth. But like, yeah, yeah. be open. Share those things. I'm glad you did. Um, 
And then, so what will we say is the advice for like how this could have gone better or what they could do next time? Um, uh, take a breath. At this time where you're like having to jump off, you both need to take a breath and recenter. Yeah, I would say one, I wouldn't do this scene again with this person until we had a much deeper conversation and understanding yes. and respect there and trust. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I don't really know that she could have done anything differently. I mean, right. mm -hmm. I, I honestly, That's I am a much more aggressive submissive. So mm -hmm. like if Che had done that to me, I would have lost it. Yeah. Like, he would know that I have a problem. Um, it's almost like, and I almost wonder if that part boils down to the safety in the relationship, though, because where it's like, yeah. you can actually address that problem with Jay. And and I think that he would be receptive to that. He better be. You, well, yeah. Like, this isn't like a situation where he'd be like, oh my god, you're really, you know, like, like in this situation, it really sounded like he really no, didn't even have a face. I'd be calling CJ, I'd be like, get the shovel. I'm I was like, I'm already now. in the car. Where am I going? <laughs> like, like, that's... <laughs> Nah, fam. Yeah, so like that was kind of like a little bit of a red flag to me there too. Is like you having to think more on like, well, what did I do wrong? And what could I do yeah. differently? I'm like, I don't see anything on your part there, my yeah. friend. So yeah, I I do it very 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 much that point. Not yeah. not doing. I mean, maybe if you end up doing another scene where you guys do feel safe, maybe if you're feeling, I doubt that we are being this person's character is being misrepresented yeah. in this situation. I would I would put a pause on this for the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just for safety mm -hmm. uh but for reference last time i had a scene where i didn't feel super safe i did have to take a break from seating period for a while and i haven't seen that person since so yeah. you know doesn't mean i'm not in a kink anymore just means you know you, you you do have to be very aware and diligent and vigilant about how you take care of yourself when you are into kink and bdsm yeah so i think we're good yeah almost 50 minutes i know uh, isn't that great good i think yeah i think we said it all Thank you so much for listening. You know what would be super great would be the world to us is if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes because that helps people find our podcast. Um, if you guys are interested in meeting some really cool people, you should come to our munches. Join our Facebook page. We have all the information on our munches and meets there. I'll also post to Insta and I'm, I think posting We may be tweeting. I don't know how to do that yet, but I'm going to do it. We might tweet. Just tweet, judge. It happen. It could happen. I don't there we are. Mm, we're learning so much about social media. I'm such this. a millennial. We... Okay. Bye. I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kink. Oh, God. Bye. <laughs>